Hello and welcome back to Through Imperial Eyes. I am your host, Brain Ledbetter. And I'm your co-host, Jackson Daleen. How's it going? It's going. Um, I only have about a half a season left of Clone Wars. How is that? How are you? Uh, uh, that, I'm, in that... the, I'm in the stupid Rush Clovis arc. Oh, that only gets good to like the end. And even then I say good it's just because yeah, Anakin I'm freaks in... out. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in that stupid season six Rush Clovis arc. Uh, I just finished the really good arc at the beginning of season six with fives. Well, the fives. Um, say, so uh, yeah. what are your thoughts on the fives one? I liked it a lot. Um, I They they just did five so dirty, man. It's dark. It, 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 yeah. it, it's very heartbreaking at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm um, I'm doing that. Yeah. Um, have you started uh, Skywalker Family at War yet? I'm only like halfway through chapter one, but like, okay. yes, uh, I just have been working all this time and haven't had time to read it, but I've really liked what I've started so far. That's what I've been doing. I'm like halfway through it. It's It gives you some juicy deets, um, yeah, I, especially I, I about just, the Skywalkers. I love how it's written. I just, I, I don't yeah. know why, I just, I love the flow. It's like a so history far. book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... If you guys didn't know, we have another show on this podcast feed called Imperial Cantina, where we sit down with guests and talk about Star Wars, have some drinks. It's a fun conversation all around. And this past Saturday, we sat down with Kyle and Jordan from the Cinema Shakedown podcast and talked about The Force Awakens. So we're getting into the Disney era Star Wars here. And we had a really great, fun, funny conversation um, with them this past weekend. So if you haven't checked that out yet, um, please do. Um, I know we kind of got into what I've been doing, but Jackson, other than reading the Skywalker book and stuff like that, what have you been doing in the Star Wars realm? Um, I I threw it on as background noise and ended up watching the whole thing. Uh, but I watched the 2003 Clone Wars. Oh yeah. Um, I've seen it before. It's not like it was anything new, but uh, it was actually kind of nice watching it in 4K and you know, mm-hmm. kind of the remasteredness. And I, the first time I, I saw it was it was uploaded to YouTube. So it was all, you know, the old 720p and the, you know, the old audio files or everything sounded yeah. just kind of off. It was it specifically Obi-Wan sounded like really old audio files. So it was cool watching it redone and like, you know, the colors just really popped with it too. And yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. I turned on, um, I think it was on Saturday, I turned on Caravan of Courage for like five minutes just to like check it out. Yet to start any of those. I I don't even know how I want to watch them. I don't know. I wasn't like, obviously, you're not going to be impressed by any of the Ewok movies. They're just like cheesy 80s TV movies. But um, I I can say that I started Caravan of Courage. One of these days, we'll actually sit down and watch, watch them. But um. Yeah, I think we we don't have a too heavy of a news um, news week this week. But what is our first news story? Um, so starting out, um, uh, Josh Diarmo, who is the chairman of Disney Parks Experiences and Products, he hosted a virtual presentation. Um, just a this was like last week because I, I saw the news yep. about it. But essentially, in this presentation, which uh, unfortunately we didn't get any. Uh, pictures or videos or even audio Mm -hmm. from it it was very locked down but in it it was uh supposedly announced that disney will be working on a quote-unquote real retractable light-up lightsaber and that they are essentially working to invent uh from what i'm understanding the quality of 
their galaxy's edge lightsabers with yeah. the power of like the old plastic whip it out lightsabers that we had yeah kind of like this i remember i had the spring loaded one where you didn't have yeah. to do the motion you had to just press the button it would spring up i think they're trying to invent something that is polished and uh still looks cool um yeah so I wonder if they'll keep kind of their basic RGB blades that they have, or I wonder if they'll eventually kind of just make the shift over to NeoPixel blades. I mean, ugh, their hilts are already super expensive. I wouldn't see if why not. If they wanted to, they, they would have to buy it from NeoPixel. And you know that NeoPixel yeah, is true. not going to give it for <laughs> yeah, cheap. Not going to be fun about it. It's not like Disney doesn't have the money for that, though. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but I know that Attractions Magazine, um, they were kind of live tweeting what they were seeing in this event and whenever it happened um the tweet that they put out says um josh diarmo closed out a special look inside disney parks virtual event by turning on luke's lightsaber with the laser sword coming out of the emitter in person and said it's real and then the stream ended <laughs> so whoa <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a cliffhanger but i'm guessing that you know i don't think this has been in the works for that short of amount of time because um apparently back in 2017 disney filed a patent for a retractable internally illuminated lightsaber which you can find like open on the internet and there's different sketches and stuff like that that are already available and open to the public but um yeah i think it'll be cool if we do get a kind of lightsaber that is retractable like that but also gives off the same quality right um, of like those, you know, force effect sabers or whatever those kind of galaxy's edge type of sabers are too. Uh, I think that'll be, that'll bring a really cool, uh, new kind of look to like stunt sabers, you know, where it's just kind of the hilt and sometimes they add in sound boards to them, but a retractable stunt saber like that would be really cool. You could make some really neat videos out of that. I really hope they find a way. (laughs) I hope these sabers do that, but how, Whenever after you, after they they re, they don't retract, they kind of extract out of the out of the emitter, and I, I hope there's a button to where you push it push it again and it retracts back into the hilt. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Instead of yeah, I've always I felt like that. a kid like trying to like hide putting the hilt back in. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You have to like pretend like you're putting it back like, onto your belt. This is technically burning my hand, but I'm not going to yeah. mention that. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope they eventually find a way to do that because i remember having the like one of the first like spring-loaded retractable lightsabers and it went all the way down to the hilt but then whenever you wanted to put it away you had to be like uh, push it into the hilt do it like the samurai where you kind of hide it in your hand (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. Uh, but um this will be cool i'm i'm excited to actually see a visual reveal if we ever get that right i know like we're getting there technology wise probably like we will probably see a real actual lightsaber in our time frame i would think i mean i don't know if you've seen that youtube video of that guy who's made something super super close saber yeah that's kind of it's kind of what i'm i'm kind of talking about is that i think at some point someone will make something where literally it's a sword with the battery power in the hilt um you think we'll ever get colors though (laughs) no i think i think our you and i will probably only see it like as like a a very early early on stage great great grandchildren (laughs) they will have lights they will have the dream that we've always wanted they will have actual that will just be like the jedi will exist in the year yeah right it's gonna be it's gonna be very normal for them (laughs) yeah what do we got next kind of moving on here so 
Last week, we talked about the Star Wars Legends books kind of being re-released, um, those iconic trilogies, and there are some reports that they are also going to be releasing um, the Darth Plagueis book that came out in 2012, and also the X-Wing, X-Wing Rogue Squadron book. Um, it's called Star Wars Essential Legends Collection, and this is kind of like a commemoration for the 50th anniversary and kind of coming out in lieu of that, but um, there is indication that the the Legends Collection books will hit on September 7th, 2021, um, which, you know, that's fine. I'm not in a rush to get a special print of, yeah, <laughs> of right. any of the Legends books, for, um, at least. But apparently there was listings on Edelweiss. I'm guessing that's like a book, um, a book website, a bookstore website. And the the Darth Plagueis and the X-Wing Rogue Squadron were listed and then quickly deleted, um, mm-hmm. I guess, once they realized people saw. So I'm assuming that later in the year we will be getting an announcement of a re-release of the Darth Plagueis book and um, the X-Wing Rogue Squadron. But it kind of brings me to what I've always said is, yeah, that's cool, but I, I've never been a huge, huge Legends guy in any way. Isn't the 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 Rogue Squadron series like a twenty book series? It's pretty long. It's, it's yeah. It's one of those where it's just super long. So like, I think it's funny that they're like, we're just doing the first one, and then you gotta yeah, find the others. Kind of like the old uh, like the the old YA Jedi Academy <laughs> yeah, series yeah, yeah. with like the young young Hayden Christensen, like kind of weird <laughs> anamorph yeah. Hayden Christian Hayden Christensen. Yeah, but um. Do, do, when it comes to legends, have you read any of the legends books? Um, not really. The one I want to read is uh, the um, the bounty hunter books, the like original bounty hunter books. Yeah, the OG ones. Yeah, because I want at least want to read the Mandalorian armor, which was like the first like boba fett book that. Oh, by the way, this is my new boba fett shirt. If I haven't showed it to you yet, hey, for audio listeners. Jackson is, is showing me his it, Boba Fett fan club shirt. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's it's this is his Empire Strikes Back design. Yeah. And if then, you want to check it out, yeah. um, follow us on on Twitter. Jackson posted a photo of um, his shirt he is wearing today. I did in that. Um, uh, that's right. I didn't. Um, I I didn't really read much of the Legends stuff. Besides, I just read. Um, I guess you would call the Revenge of the Sith novel would be considered Legends. I guess. But I I really want to read the Darth Plagueis novel. I want to read the Kenobi one. I think that's by John Jackson Miller. Yeah. Just to see if Kenobi will pull anything from it. Story in the in the Kenobi one though. It's kind of it feels like a like a filler episode of Clone Wars, something like that. I completely agree, yeah. Yeah. But um you know, I I'm trying to think. I started Darth Bane um, like a year ago, and I some something happened, and I just like fell off of reading it. It's not that I didn't like it; it was really just intriguing. Fell off. I just kind of fell off. But um, yeah, I I've always been interested in you know what kind of stories were told whenever everyone <laughs> thought we weren't going to get any more Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as of right now, I'm content with the canon stuff we're getting, and. You know, digging into stuff that and we're, actually we're getting means a, a something lot of for the main story stuff too that we can 
actually enjoy and you know build especially with, that. with the higher republic and absolutely all yeah the, we're going to get to that later in the show there's a lot more like a lot more details have been released for the higher republic stuff um coming later this year but especially with like a whole timeline being released and like actively releasing still that's yeah also super exciting i love getting all these these different corners of the star wars universe that we didn't really see before I found out that um, the YouTube channel I follow that I was using to read older comics is also posting updated comics, um, including the High Republic ones. Oh, nice. Um, So I'm really hoping that they're also going to be putting the War of the Bounty Hunters on there because I I am planning to to try and read it as much as I can. Yeah, Um, that's I haven't really gotten too far into the comics, but I really want to. Like what? What has come out about the war of the bounty hunters has has me very intrigued. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. What's next? Um, so there's uh, there's actually a good amount of new things coming, toys and collectibles and whatnot. Yeah. Um, these are all from Hasbro's uh Pulse Pan or Pulse Fan Fest, which was just kind of their little you know collector powwow thing that they announced a bunch of new stuff but they did announce a bunch of new stuff um hold on (coughs) sorry i have like i had like a wheeze in my inhale um uh the event was to celebrate with fans uh new products revealed and engaging content and pulse premium opportunities hosted by uh jackie jennings it was featured uh it featured updates from all of the major brands of uh just uh, all around including star wars so the star wars stuff that was announced i'm just going to quickly go through everything yeah just go through the list and, and we'll then talk we can about it. we can pick out our favorites uh so yeah. uh, honestly i think the big one is that they are releasing the it's a wedge and tilly's uh simulation helmet it's his pilot helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'll be really cool. Just a, I know that there are some black series like rebel pilot helmets out there, but I think it'll be cool to get like a, another one, especially a specific character one. Yeah. What is specific one? Um, so, uh, there was some, a vintage collection, uh, 3.75 inch, uh, toys. There was a Luke Skywalker that was announced. A, a Hoth, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. A Hoth Luke, a Admiral Akbar, um, the emperor's Royal guard, uh, a Endor Han Solo. And then, uh, for some black fear series, six inch figures, uh, there was tech from the bad batch. Um, Q9-00, the, the droid that, uh, uh, the guy from IT crowd plays. Yeah. The guy guy from IT crowd plays in Mandalorian in the, uh, the, you know, the, the crew heist mission, the first Bill Burr episode, um, uh, more black series, uh, uh, or a Singh figure, a, a General Lando Calrissian figure, a Cosca Reeves from The Mandalorian Season 2 figure. Um, and then from the the vintage collection Gaming Greats, a 3.75-inch Shock Scout Trooper from... Oh, these are from... Uh, a lot of these are Force Awakened. Or not Force Awakened. Uh, um, what's the game that just Force Unleashed? Happened? Force Unleashed, but... Uh, the most recent one. I didn't mean to say force right away. Uh, Jedi, Fall Jedi, on. Fallen Order. Fallen yes. Order? Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, that took me a minute. That's uh, okay. Yeah, there's some Fallen Order figures, and then there was like a Battlefront two. There's the shock, uh, shock scout trooper, which I think he's from 
Force Unleashed. And then there's the heavy battle droid, which it, I think it's funny. I saw these pictures. The heavy battle droid is in the Genosis skin, which is funny because that's what I use for my heavy. <laughs> that's um, funny. Then there's the Electro Staff Purge Trooper. That's from Fallen Order. And then um, they have Anton Merrick's X-wing fighter. It's uh, like a like a like an X-wing toy from Rogue One. Yeah, he's the he's the blue leader i think from rogue one is he okay yeah i couldn't remember which one it was so yeah so a a cool little uh you know plethora stuff from a bunch of different eras and concepts and content all all around so yeah i'm just glad we're getting just more (laughs) more yeah more (laughs) figures and stuff because man walking through target right now it's like a wasteland with star wars you get I, i was at target yesterday well, yesterday it was either yesterday or the, or the day before, and I was like, you know what, screw it, I will go check out the the Star Wars section, see if there's any figures or anything. I walked ghost, over there, Ghost Town. There was a, um, I think it was a a single Black Series Jar Jar figure, and then a couple other just like Mandalorian uh, Black Series figures, um, just like characters from the Mandalorian, like a Queel, and I think. Maybe another one, I don't remember. And there were just like some baby Yoda toys and some stuffed animals, and that was it. That was the yeah. Star Wars section. <clears throat> yeah, that's about that's about it. Pretty much everywhere like, I would say. I remember when the Star Wars section at Target was an entire aisle. Yeah, right. Just this whole whole separate area. <laughs> yeah, so I'm ready for another big toy rollout, which I'm sure we'll be getting sometime this year because I know you know, we're getting all these shows and next mm-hmm. year's gonna be a really big year for Star Wars releases because we're getting Kenobi, Toys, yeah. we're getting Ahsoka, we're getting Mandalorian season three. I cannot Rogue Squadron, wait. Squadron, I think, is twenty three. I can't wait for the uh like hot toys and sideshow toys that'll come from the series. Uh have you Can seen- you also not wait for your wallet to be empty? Yeah, right. Uh, um, <laughs> have you seen the sideshow uh, Obi-Wan concept figure? Yeah. That, like, that'll it's probably like, be it's like a weird what that Alec looks Guinness like. Ewan yeah. Morph. Yeah, um, yeah. I bet you once we get like uh, official licensed merch of that, that'll be really cool. Yeah, especially once they start releasing um, kind of... I call it the vibe check of a show where you like get like, you know, you get like a a teaser or you'll get like some promotional posters or something. And that's kind of like shows you what the vibe of the show (laughs) is going to be. Once we we start getting getting (laughs) stuff like that for Kenobi released, I'm sure they'll announce some figures and toys and that kind of fun stuff because I I I really want to know what what the what kind of Kenobi we're getting in this Obi-Wan Kenobi show. I think too, once we know who each of the cast members are playing, if we'll get toys centered around them, um, just because those are big names too. I want a Qui-Gon force ghost figure. Uh, that'd be kind of cool actually. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Those are like, you know, the old toys that they had where it was the hologram that would like, usually come with it. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I'm I'm always down for more Star Wars toys. 
Absolutely. I like how diverse these are just on where they come from, too. Yeah. So I like that we're getting toys from just everywhere. I wish you'd get some more sequel trilogy toys, though. I, I agree. I wish that there was more uh, like different. St- I wish we had like uh, the different styles of stormtroopers that they have too. like or give us like the Captain Phasma with the broken helmet. Uh, that'd that be we cool. Battle damaged Phasma. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, we can kind of move on here. So, um, it was just announced that Jabba the Hutt will be getting a one-shot comic for Marvel's War of the Bounty Hunters crossover event, which we were just talking about. And here's kind of the synopsis of, of this issue. And I will be reading from the synopsis. Jabba never forgives. Jabba never forgets. Jabba the Hutt is one of the most powerful and ruthless gangsters in the galaxy, and Boba Fett, his most trusted bounty hunter, has failed him. How will Jabba deal with betrayal? Violently. And what does this have to do with a bounty hunter with ties to the High Republic? That's it. That's Tough. that's the tweet. Um, so <laughs> it's it's kind of it'll be interesting. To yeah, see, I think it'll be fun <laughs> to, to see the dynamic between Jabba and Boba because we never really explore that. And right, I wonder how how much disdain Jabba will be, or not Jabba, Boba will be showing for Jabba in the Book of Boba Fett show. And like, I wonder how much mention we'll get of Jabba the Hutt in the right. Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> They're like, but um, some like uh, uh, Fennec Shan's gonna say his name. Bob- don't say it. Like slams the table. Don't say it. <laughs> it's I like want to hear it in this house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't say his name. He who must not be named. He who must not be shamed. Um, so apparently the issues for the whole um, War of the Bounty Hunters run will be releasing from May through July. So like kind of a summer event for comics. So that's kind of cool. Um, getting kind of soon. Um, I think this will probably be one of the first comic runs that I'll actually follow and read. It's it's supposed to be the biggest so far. So I also think it'll be something. I hope it's something that'll get, I I say that I hope it does this with me. I hope it essentially like, it just kind of swallows me into the comic world and I'm able to just kind of experience war of the bounty hunters and then continue in the way that I want. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. Um, I, I guess we can kind of talk about this now. I don't know if you put it on here, but did you see any of the new variant covers that they released for War of the Bounty no. Hunters? So they announced m- most of them already, but then when they did, like, it was the Star Wars show, it was like a three minute video, and essentially they dropped variant covers for most of the issues. And then that in that specific video, they re- announced and released the new. Uh, like variant cover for uh, issue two and they're all like portraits of each character so the issue two variant cover is Boba Fett and it's just like it's got a green background and it's just Boba Fett like kind of just in a pose and the caption for all of them is the hunt for Han Solo starts 2021 and there's a Boba Fett one. There's a uh, Dr. Afro one. There's one of a bounty hunter. I can't think of his name, but he's got like half of his face is like cyborg. And he's just like this big muscular dude. I don't know who he is. And I, I can't, I don't know his name, but oh. um, then the other ones are Leia and Vader. And uh, those were kind of cool to me. Those are actually really, those are probably my favorite of the Leia and Vader ones. Cause it's just like the look on, Va- on Leia's face is just so determined that it instantly made me pumped for it i was like that's probably going to be the cool comic is boba boba and leia like duking it out as leia's just desperate to get han back 
Yeah. Yeah. So. It'll be it'll be nice to um to explore that time period too. Because we don't really hear much about what happens there. In the in-between, yeah. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Um But you know, I think that kind of back to the Java thing. We don't we never really get like I said before, we never really get Jabba and Boba's kind of dynamic, but we also we we never really flesh out Jabba ever. He's always kind of just like this mysterious <laughs> hut gangster, and we know yeah. that he does bad things. Um, which I think is kind of the charm of his character. Is like we don't we know that he has a son, but like I also like agree with what you're saying because it'll be cool to see like Jabba's inner business day, like yeah. his normal. Yeah, and you know, talking about betrayal and violence and how he's gonna, what he's gonna, what he's gonna do to, what he's gonna plan to do to Boba. I don't know. Right. So that um, yeah, this Uh, this betrayal seems pretty grand since they they (laughs) figure it all out in a couple months for Return of the Jedi. So yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see when that comes out um, this summer. But what is next? Uh, so this is uh, this is all a rumor. This yeah. next little this rumor next little alert, bit. everybody. This is rumor not alert. This is a rumor. Um, Star Wars detours might finally si- see the light of day on Disney Plus. Uh, the Vulcan Reporter is reporting that Lucasfilm is finally moving forward with Star Wars detours at Disney Plus, um, and. Uh, Oh God, I'm so sorry. Moving forward with Star Wars detours at Disney Plus, um, and it seems they say it seems like the ideal place to drop the completed episodes of the series, um, which is more of the cartoonish and goofy take on the Star Wars saga aimed for younger audiences. Is this is this the the ride or no no no? What is, okay. I don't know what is Star Wars detours. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so. Probably around 2012, 2011, 2012, George Lucas teamed up with a lot of the people behind like the, the robot chicken, um, like all of those creators, including Seth MacFarlane. Um, I think Seth Green as well, but they were going to create this animated kids show called Star Wars Detours and there is actually footage of some from some of the episodes on YouTube. Wait, is and this the 3D animated thing where yeah, like some of it was super dumb. and like Yeah, and like Leia is like a bratty teen who's always yeah, on her phone. Yeah, it's like weird and, like uncomfy animation. Yeah, and the comedy is really off and weird. If if you're listening oh. and you don't know what Star Wars Detours is, you just boot up the old YouTube machine, Google it up, and you will know what we're talking about because I, what the, the test footage that I think it was shown at Celebration 2011 or something, and it was just bad. It was just not good. Well, they speculate that Lucasfilm might make some kind of surprise announcement about it being on Disney Plus, probably at uh, May the 4th. Um, yeah, Just I don't know. On Star I mean, Wars I'm, Day. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to watch it. I'm going <laughs> to watch, watch it. it. I've seen clips on like 
TikTok and Facebook. So that's how I was able to register what you were talking about, but yeah. I've never actually sat down and watched it in its entirety. So yeah, that'll like, be different. It's, it's kind of has like that robot chicken dynamic where like the emperor is kind of like an imbecile and yeah. Vader's like this, you know, kind of like dumb and dumber. And <laughs> Why don't people say wizard anymore? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. It's got that robot chicken humor, but like for a whole season for of like, the show. Oh no, that's it's wild. It's not just like, I think what works so well about Robot Chicken is that, like, it's basically comedy skits with action figures. Right. But being, like, an animated kids show, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, we'll definitely see. I, I, I bet you it's going to pull this complete 180 on us and be it just hysterical. Just <laughs> have jokes that we, like, didn't make sense then, but, like, are just so. even hilarious now. I really hope so. Um but that's that's kind of all there is to say about that. This it, it's a rumor, and that's all we know. I mean, right. it might never, might never still see the light of day. So I know they pulled the plug on it super early. So and I, I bet you you could probably find it on YouTube if you really you know look hard enough, yeah, or just, just somewhere it, that just, has it. It's just um, like different clips you can see that they that gotcha. they released online. Because I remember I think StarWars.com released clips. Um, whenever they announced it and it was quickly pulled from production, um, especially when it got to the time where Lucas was thinking about selling Lucasfilm and all that kind of stuff. So, well, our last story for the day, we're going to talk about some Star Wars Higher Republic. So Star Wars The Higher Republic, um, StarWars.com release new details for the next wave of stories in the Higher Republic era. So um, they're calling it Wave 2 of phase one so it's still phase one but it's like the second half second coming of books out of that are all how many phases do you know i don't think we know i think that this okay. is just the first phase and that's all we know um i it, it might not even be the last wave we might get right. another wave of phase one phase one but um all the books that the site gave new details to had been announced either back in january at their event they had or at some point after that um and up until up until this was announced, they only had their titles and covers, but now they kind of release all the synopses and mm-hmm. everything that we need to know about each different thing that is coming out for phase or for wave two, excuse me. But I'm not going to go through every single um, synopsis. I'm going to kind of just go through um, every title and author and kind of what what it is. So. First, we have Hidden Danger Part 1 by Justina Ireland, and it's the brand new short story published by Star Wars Insider in their upcoming 203rd issue, which is out on Jan- June 8th, 2021. Next, we have The Rising Storm, the sequel to um, The Light of the Jedi, written by Kevin Scott, and this will be the first book from Wave 2 coming out on June 29th, 2021. Um, and Joseph Meehan did the cover, and it will be the, obviously, just like Fly the Jedi, an adult novel coming from Del Rey. And then next we have A Race to Crash Point Tower, which is kind of the um, the, the, the sequel to, not, I don't know about a direct sequel, but it's in the same vein of Tess of Courage and like kind of those younger kids' books. Gotcha. Um, written by Daniel Jose Older, and that will be coming out on the same day as The Rising Storm. Um, in a similar fashion than a test of courage and light the Jedi both came on the same day. And this is again, the middle grade level novel coming from Lucasfilm press with the cover by Peter Antonson. And next we have the high Republic adventures. Number six, also written by Daniel Jose older artist has not been announced. Um, and it will be out on July 7th, 2021. And it'll kick off a new story arc as well. Next we have out of the shadows, the sequel to into the dark, 
by Justina Ireland. Um, and again, Disney Publishing's art team did the cover for this young adult novel coming out next on July 22nd, 2021. Again, already we have sequels to the books we already have, which is great. I know we've been talking about getting into Rising Storm, especially because we love Land of Jedi. Yeah. We really want to see where that story goes. So that'll be fun. Um, and then we have, obviously, we talked about this um, either last week or two weeks ago, Tempest Runner by Kevin Scott. Um, you know, the kind of... The the book original audio novel thing um, about Lorna D and kind of getting into Marchie and Roe and the Nile and that kind of stuff. Um, there has not been a cover done for this one yet and no artist has been announced, but the um, audio original novel will be coming from Del Rey and we learned that it will have a release of August 31st, 2021. So that'll be fun to dive into once that comes out. Um, a couple more. We have The Edge of Balance by Justina Ireland and Shima Shinya. And this will be the first manga set in the High Republic. And That's cool. This was announced in January, but now we know that the release date is September 7th, 2021. Um, back in January, Justina Ireland described it as authentically Star Wars and authentically manga. So that'll be cool to actually get cool. a Star Wars, a canon Star Wars manga, because I know they've kind of, I remember a, a, a fan did a manga for Lost Stars, like a, I think it was last oh, year. Oh, that's cool. And I, I kind of, after I read Lost Stars, I knew it existed, so I went and checked out the manga, and I just kind of flipped through it. I didn't want to reread mm-hmm. it, but it, there's really cool art in it, and I, th- I thought that was really cool. So I think Star Wars works really well in manga form, especially. Absolutely. um, And then lastly, we have Showdown at the Fair by George Mann with art by Peter Antonson again. And this will be coming from the Disney publishing art team, um, which is the last item of Wave 2. And will be an 8x8 storybook coming from Lucasfilm Press and released on October 8th, 2021. So I'm guessing this is kind of their slate for the rest of the year for Higher Public, what's being released. Um, So we have all that, all that announced uh, if you want to check out the synopsis for each of the different um, books and things like that that are coming out, they do have those on the StarWars.com website if you want to check those out. But I noticed that a lot of these stories have something called, they're kind of running up to and during something called the Republic Fair. And according to the Rising Storm synopsis, um, it says, In celebration, the Chancellor plans the Republic Fair, a showcase of the possibility and peace of the expanding Republic, a precept the Jedi (laughs) hope to foster. So, kind of speculating here. Do we think... Cause they talk about the starlight beacon and like letting that be kind of a beacon for the, for the Republic and a beacon for the galaxy. Is it going to kind of be like the world's fair for the Republic or what, what do you think this is? It's kind of what I'm thinking. I, I, I view it. It's, I think it's either going to be two things that ultimately let me, I guess, theorize what will happen, but I, I guess it's either the Republic Fair will be at Starlight Beacon, which I think makes the most sense because it gets at least novelists into the guts of Starlight Beacon. Because I yeah. think the most we've seen of it so far only been in the comics. Um, yeah. Or, and then I guess plot wise, I guess bad guys will show up and that, you know, that makes everything have to happen on Starlight Beacon. Or I almost picture it like uh, I don't know what it's called exactly. I can't remember what it's called, but it's history lesson when uh 
uh, Teddy Roosevelt was dealing with uh, the advancement of um, Eastern countries uh, who were kind of getting their leg up in the trading world and the, uh, I guess, military world. Um, mm-hmm. Teddy Roosevelt responded by making sure that America's powers were known by literally holding a giant like parade of all of the like, like tanks and you know uh, you know boats mm. and ships that they have and, I, and and he did it as a sense as a test of power but i almost see it as the republic just going world to war or, or world to world and just being like this is everything we have this is everything we can give you and then they go to a planet that's got people that don't like that that turns on them or something yeah. i don't know i mean i mean this last um like eight by eight storybook well, is is called showdown at the fair, so I'm guessing something will go down in a children's book. But um, it's awesome. You know, I think that you know, with with Chancellor Lena so being like this all accepting chancellor and wanting the galaxy to be united within the Republic and like with this big saying of "We are all the Republic." Mm-hmm. I would imagine that this you know Republic fair is kind of Lena's attempt at trying to get the the whole galaxy on board with the Republic. And yeah, it's it's probably her like just attempt to have the outer rim like be connected with like mid and core worlds. Yeah, yeah especially, you know, with with the great disaster and all the the galaxy is kind of on edge. I'm sure right. this is her way of like trying to get everybody to come together and right. you know. I, I wonder how that will clash with the Nile and kind of their their doing and their goals. So I'm I'm not really sure what that dynamic will turn into, but I'm super excited to see. I wonder if like it's all gonna happen at Starlight Beacon and then the Nile's gonna attack it. And a lot of people are going to die. Like a lot of people. Because I I wonder if they'll take Starlight Beacon down this fast. I don't know. That would be very surprising if they They popped it up and then immediately tore it down. In phase one, they (laughs) they, they introduce it to us (laughs) and take it away in in one phase. But no, I don't don't think they'll do that. Um, But yeah, I, I think Starlight Beacon will play a role for sure in whatever this will be. Right. But you know, do you do you have any other speculation for like where the story goes from stories like Lord of the Jedi and out of, and not out of the shadows um into the dark? I think the biggest thing I want to see is at least to when considering into the dark is we are understanding how um we are understanding more natural force um, beings, things, you know, just kind of natural force entities that I yeah. think are going to come into play later. I really want to see what kind of fleshes out with uh, Marchie and Rose plan and just mm-hmm. kind of what becomes of that, what becomes of him. What's his plan? Is he building an army? Is he, you know, going to try and take over something? I think I think the downfall of the Republic will be thanks to Marchine Rowe and the Nile and I, agree. I think that's what they're kind of setting up. And if they don't if 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 that is not the route they're going, then I'm very curious as to where right, they would go. Right. Um I mean, that would be crazy if, you know, halfway through the timeline of the High Republic, the Nile's knocked out 
and we have to see where we go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about subverting expectations, but yeah, um, you know, I'm very excited for this next next wave of all of these, all of this content to dig in, especially with that manga. That'll be really fun to read. Um, I I've just been really bad about getting into the higher public comics, so I hope um, you'll have to link me to that YouTube channel that's kind of going through all. <laughs> yeah, of the, I'm gonna start checking them out and at least see what the first yeah, couple just are. Just so I can yeah. kind of be get myself in the loop and you know fill myself right, with some stories sure. that I don't yeah, really too. don't really have, but. Um, so yeah, I think that just about does it for this week. It wasn't um, too heavy of a news week, but there was there was no movie or show news this week. It was all toys and books and that kind of stuff. So just one of those one of those slow weeks. But yeah, I think that that just about does it. You can find us on Instagram at Through Imperialized Pod, Twitter at Imperialized Pod, and we're on YouTube. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on all those goodies. Where can they find you, Jackson? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Quaxon Scalene. That's Q U A C K S O N underscore Scalene, like the triangle. And then you can follow my photography Instagram at uh, Deline underscore photography. Deline spelled D A L E E N. Braden, what about you? As always, you can find me on Instagram at BraidMedbitter and on Twitter at BraidDathalon. And guys, I stress this every week, but I'm going to keep doing it. Please leave that rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps if if you're listening right now. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. If you're listening right now and you have not done so, please, please do, Um, especially if you're enjoying what you're hearing. That really helps out our show and allows us to make more fun content like this make sure to check out on saturday contrary to popular belief we are we are doing imperial cantina on rogue one not the last jedi because we are doing this in release order so if we're sticking to that we're we got rogue one next and the week after will be the last jedi so check out for that check out check that out on saturday and um please you know we always do take questions every week i know this was more of a slow week so we didn't have much to ask for this week but if you are interested in doing that please check out all of our socials we accept any and all questions and dms or ask on twitter or anything like that but if jackson does not have anything else uh no i'm good well cool well until saturday and until next week for some more star wars news may the force be with you.